Hello. Welcome to the Haas Lady Podcast, where I help you declutter your life and your home. Hey guys, welcome back to the Haas Lady Podcast. I believe we are on episode 25? No, 24. I'll have to look. Please forgive me if that's wrong, but I am excited to be here today because it is yard sale season and I am a yard sale fanatic. And I also want to give some really good pointers on how to make the most of your yard sales if you decide to have one this spring or summer. Um, It's a great way to get rid of the items in your house that have just been taking up a lot of space. And I've said it a million times, I'll say it again, it is brilliant to have people come to your house and pay you to take away your junk. That's what a yard sale is. And guys, they're phenomenal. So, all right, let's jump in here. H-O-S-S, Haas. Home Organization Simplification Specialist. The past few weeks, we have been deep diving into feelings and thoughts and excuses and all of that fun stuff. And I think that now that we have April upon us, it is probably time to start getting into some more actionable steps. So here are my best tips and tricks to have a phenomenal yard sale and also how to go to yard sales without being an idiot. So these are what I wrote down the other day. I was just kind of um, brainstorming about what all I could talk about. And the more I wrote, the more I came up with. It was amazing. I really just love doing that sometimes, just sitting down and writing it all out. Because if you just go off on the fly, you're not always going to remember things. So I wrote down a good list, and I'm going to talk about each one of these. Um, I think number one, the most important tip ever is your signs. So many yard sales get overlooked because their signage is crap. And I'm just going to be honest, like every weekend that we can, me and my daughters, will get in the car, we'll get us some coffee, we'll be driving around, we'll look for the, the bright red, the bright pink, orange, green, whatever paper looking for the yard sales, and we will hunt them down. Sometimes we can't find them because the signs are crap. <laughs> so number one, for your signs. You don't have to put your address on it. I promise. You don't even have to put the date on it. If you put yard sale today with a great big arrow pointing in the direction that they need to go, that's all you got to do. So for your main road. So if you don't live right off a main road, this is what I strongly suggest. Just go to Walmart, get yourself a nice big pack of that. Um, You don't even want really big, like the 8 by 10, maybe the 11 by 13, the cardstock. And you're going to write on that yard sale today and a great big arrow. And they're going to point towards the next intersection. So you're going to get in your car and you're going to drive just like you were driving home or trying to give someone instructions or directions on how to get to your house. So that next intersection, you're going to put yard sale this way and you're going to put another arrow and tell them which way to turn or go straight and you're going to do that probably 
I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It doesn't matter how many times, because if you live way back off into some, you know, obscure neighborhood, you're never going to get seen. So I promise if you do that, you're going to have a lot more traffic. All right. Number two, I get asked this a lot and it's about pricing. Um, the most successful yard sales I have ever had, I didn't price anything, maybe the big stuff. And that was just to have a price on it. Like it really didn't even matter because in the end, I just want them to take my stuff away. I, I don't need that stuff anymore. It's no longer useful in my home. It doesn't have a functioning space. It's clutter and I want it gone. So if someone comes up to me and says, how much? I'll say, how much do you want? Like, how much do you want to pay for it? And they'll say like, you know, $5. I'll be like, absolutely. There you go. And that's, it's that easy. Like I don't, I don't negotiate a lot of stuff. I don't haggle. I just, I just want it gone. So pricing is not a big deal. Do not waste your time going through and getting the little stickers and putting a tag on every single thing you've got. It's, uh uh-uh, it's not, it's not okay. Because what I recommend is you get as many tables as you can. Um, And if you don't have tables, you can make up some tables. You can just get little, you know, cardboard boxes or whatever. And you're going to stage your yard sale according to price. All right, so on one table, you're going to put one sign and it's going to say under $5. And then on another one, you're going to put under $2 or $2 or $1. Okay, you're going to label each table so that when they come up, they're going to be like, oh, okay, so this gives them an idea of you're not asking $12 for that, you know, that one piece of china. You're it's a dollar or negotiable, you know, like you don't have to haggle. So if you get your table set out and you put them out like that, it's going to be so much easier for you. The only thing that's going to be hard for you and the more work you're going to have to do is just organizing your stuff. And honestly, it doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't matter. Just put stuff on a table. If your dishes are with, you know, your baseball bat, who cares? It's five dollars. It doesn't matter. People are going to dig through your stuff anyway. And honestly, if you've got random things on a table, it kind of draws your eye in a little bit more than everything together. And people are going to argue with that. But when I personally go to a yard sale, I find the treasures are kind of hidden in there. So if you have a whole bunch of stuff randomly put on a table and you have that table marked for under $5, then there you go. They're going to come up. They're going to see something really cool. They're going to take it and it's gone and done. Okay. Another great tip for your yard sale is to put out a box of free stuff, especially toys. If you have kids who have emptied their toy box and all that random stuff at the bottom, or even, you know, even some good stuff, it doesn't even matter. Clothes, it could be, it could be whatever. Have a box at the front that says free and there you go. The kids are excited. They don't have to spend their allowance. They get to dig through this stuff. They get to find some random treasure that they are going to love for about 30 minutes. And it's it's over and it's gone. It's not in your house anymore. So that's the point. You want to put a free box of toys or something at the front. Okay. 
All right, another tip about how to organize your clothes. Now, I know I said the stuff can be random and on the tables and whatever. Um, and this, this idea came from just how I already organized my kids' clothing growing up. So I have an older, I have my oldest daughter and then her younger sister. So as my older daughter was going through her growing stages and she would wear certain outfits when she outgrew them, I would put them in a box labeled with the sizes. So when the sister came along, she would be able to go and wear some of those clothes. Hand-me-downs. I'm the youngest. I totally understand hand-me-downs suck sometimes, but sometimes they're pretty awesome, especially when mamas can't afford it. And that's what it is. So I put the boxes of clothes already labeled with the sizes out in the driveway. And there you go. And I usually say, if you can fill a bag, you can have it for $2 and give them a little Kroger bag and just say, take it. I promise you, you probably spent $25 on that newborn outfit that your baby wore maybe twice and you're going to sell it for something probably less than a quarter and it's going to make your stomach hurt but it's gone. It's not in your house. It's not taking up space. And some other baby is going to get to wear that and look adorable. There's no reason for you to keep it. I I do have my kids' outfits that they came home in the hospital with. I have those. I saved those. And I have a little box for each one of my kids. It's little keepsakes. And everything else, it can go. It can go. Just Put it in a bag. Say, if you can fill this bag, fill it up, and it's $2 for the whole bag or whatever you want to price it. But it's easier for them to go through the boxes if the sizes are already on it. And if you have adult clothing, I usually don't hang up a lot of stuff. I usually hang up maybe dresses if they're super fancy or maybe a suit or a sweater or something like that. But typically, I just fold it up. Um, I usually get a tarp, and I will casually fold things on the big tarp on the, in the yard or whatever. And I do that because people are going to be rummaging through it anyway. So spending a whole lot of time folding every piece of clothing, it might look nice for somebody who's coming up and they're like, oh, this looks so fancy. And then they're just going to start tearing it up anyway. I, I don't know. I, I don't waste time with that. So yeah, just put your clothes out. I would organize it. Maybe girls on one side, boys on the other, teenage on one side, boys on or teenage boys on the other, mom, dad, whatever. Just as long as the clothing is a little bit organized. That's probably the only thing that I would recommend organizing is the clothing. It's specifically for the size. I know for me, when I do hit a yard sale, it's usually because my son grows about six inches a year. And every season, I have to go find a whole new wardrobe for him. So I lucked out in this house down the road. I actually had a little boy who was probably, I don't know, six, eight months older than my son. So every summer, she would have the clothes that are just too small for him and just the right size for my son. So I would go up to that table. I would see all the, the clothes for his size, grab what I needed, and there we go. And it just worked out really well. So the clothing I would organize for sure. So I would recommend also, if you have any big ticket items like major tools, um, a lawnmower, a bicycle, um, a toddler bed, um, any kind of baby stuff, 
you know, that stuff's big and it's bright and it's colorful and you can put it up at the front of the road. So as people are trying to find your house because you have done an amazing job with your signs, they're going to say, oh, there's going to be no doubt in their mind that that is your house because you have got all of the yard sale, the big ticket item stuff at the front. And that's what's going to draw a lot of people in. So if you put prices on anything, you might put little prices on that. And always, always disclose price negotiable. You you don't need to haggle. I'm going to say it a thousand times. It doesn't matter. They're taking your stuff. They're paying you to take your stuff. So there you go. All right, so that's my setup tips. I usually don't go to the bank and get a whole lot of money. As long as I have like $21 bills, I'm I'm good for change. Um, I usually don't price anything less than a quarter or uh, probably not even 50 cents. Like I just, I don't want to keep up with a lot of quarters. So you may want to get a roll of quarters just to have it handy um, for that change. Or you could probably just dig in the cup holder of your car and get that much. So yeah, I, I don't really do a whole lot of work with the money either. But what's really cool is usually... If I have time and it's conducive to my mood and whatever, I'll try and put a cooler of water, um, like ice with, you know, bottles of water in it just to offer people as they shop because, you know, sometimes it can get pretty hot outside, especially if you live down here in Tennessee. So I recommend having something like that out there. Um, If you have little kids, encourage them to set up like a lemonade stand. And guys, if you're going to a yard sale, and you see two, three, four little kids sitting at this little table with their lemonade and their cute little smiles, and they want to give you some lemonade for 25 cents, give them a dollar. Tip them. Give them a big chunk of money. And I say this because I'm trying to give back to the universe. (laughs) When I was a kid, I remember having, I don't know if it was lemonade or Kool-Aid or whatever. I had a stand. I had a drink stand. And I remember someone coming up and buying something. And they gave me like a dollar. It was probably a quarter, right? And I remember running inside and I was like, Mom, they gave me a dollar. And she was like, well, did you give them change? And I just froze. It never occurred to me in my little brain to give back change. I thought they were just giving me a dollar. So anytime I felt so bad, first of all, I just, I really felt bad. And that's probably been 40 years ago and I still remember it. But knowing that anytime I see a lemonade stand, I for sure give them a little bit of money and I tell them great work, keep the change. Such a good way to put love and caring and good vibes for Becky out into the universe. (laughs) All right. Okay. So you've set up for your yard sale. You've probably sold quite a few things. You're feeling good about things. Um, One thing that will definitely help keep momentum going is to, as things are leaving, to just consolidate what is already out there in the driveway or the garage or whatever. Consolidate things down, put everything on a table, 
Um, maybe take away a table if you can condense everything back down to just one. This also just kind of helps people think, oh, they still have a lot of good stuff. I don't know what it is about yard sales, but when I drive past one, if there's like, I don't know, just like a table and just, you know, not a whole lot of stuff out, I kind of feel like, eh, not worth my time. But if I have, if I see like a table with like tons of stuff on it, I'm like, well, there's got to be some kind of treasure in there, right? So definitely condense things down. Um, I am the Haas lady. I also love junk <laughs> and treasures. <laughs> I don't know what it is about yard sales, but I can remember even as a young kid driving around and my mom would see like a yard sale sign and we'd all go, yard sale, oh, and the angels would sing. And so that just kind of grew into a thing with my sister and I, um, we used to drive around for yard sales and, oh, and now me and my girls do it. So we drive around town, we have our coffee, like I said earlier, and we just look for the signs. If I see one before my daughter does, I'll be like, yard sale, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's enough. I don't sing. Also, I've I've got a little bit of a head cold, so that's probably why I sound amazing. Not really. Just kidding. Okay. All right. My point is that I have this weird, I don't know if it's like a obsession or something, where I like to go and look at what other people have, what people have bought, what people have like what kind of decorations they no longer use, what, I don't know what it is. I just love looking at people's stuff. Does that make me creepy? Maybe. I don't know. But, but I do. And that's why I love yard sales so much. Now, I have some tips for all of us who love a good deal and love to go yard selling. And here's number one. If you see a good deal, it does not mean you have to buy it. I'm going to say it again. If you see a good deal, it does not mean you have to buy it. Because we have spent a lot of time in 2022 getting rid of all that extra stuff in your house. Now, if you have a actual need for something, then yeah, absolutely. Space for it. If you have a home for it in your home, by all means, go for it. It's a deal. But you really have to ask yourself, is this a want or a need? Um, definitely clothing for children. Like I said, with my son, that was right now he's like 14 and he's like two feet taller than me. So it doesn't really work like that anymore, but it used to. So one trick is to only take a certain amount of money. Give yourself a budget and say, all right, I'm only going to spend $10 today or I'm only going to spend $20 today. If you really just want to get that rush of a new fascinating thing, there's there's some things we could do other than buy and do the retail therapy, yard sale therapy. But, you know, if you're just going to buy little trinkets and whatever, and you love them, and they're super cute, and you know you're going to use them, and you know you have space for them, then definitely set yourself a budget. I mean, don't go without cash and then be like, oh, I'm going to go to the ATM and then overspend. No, you're going to only spend what you have. When you're done, you're done, you go home. Also, 
be very wary of these words. Ooh, I can turn that into and fill in the blank. So like if you see something that's like an an old portrait or an old chair and you're like, oh, I've, I saw this thing on Pinterest where I can like gut that and I can strip all the paint off of it and then I can paint it and I can stain it and blah, 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 blah. Unless you have a absolute 100% like going to the store, going to the craft store from the yard sale to pick up the supplies to change that treasure into your treasure, don't do it. I can't tell you how many unfinished projects people buy and they just sit up in clutter and it's not worth it. Don't do that. So if you hear yourself saying, ooh, that would be a really good whatever, don't do it. I promise. It's not worth it. Now, you might go into a yard sale and think, I'm only going to get things that I need and not what I want. But then you see something that you didn't know you needed. (laughs) How many times have you done that? Like gone into a store and been like, I didn't even know I needed this. This is the best thing ever. It is what it is. If you have room for it in your home, if you have a home for it in your home, go for it. I don't care. It's yard sale and it's fun. I love to go yard sailing. I love to throw yard sales. You can make some good money. And again, guys, People are paying you to take away your stuff, which brings me to my final tip. Do not, and I repeat, after you've had your yard sale, do not take anything back into the house. Have boxes, have bags, all ready to just throw that stuff in it that didn't sell. You can call services, you can put it at the road, you can put it on marketplace and say leftover from yard sale, free pickup at the curb, you can do whatever. But it does not go back in the house. That it's not, you you can't say this is the universe saying that I never should have sold it. No, it's the universe saying that no one else wanted it. So therefore, why do you want it? Get rid of it. You don't need it, whatever it is. It doesn't go back in the house. Okay. So. Whew, I can't wait for yard sale season. It is starting probably already. I've just not been home. We've been running, running, running. So hopefully in the next few weeks, I'll get to hit some good yard sales and have a grand old time. All right. So in April, guys, if you are not in our Facebook group, we are doing a move-in ready challenge. And what this is is if you were to get a phone call and they said, we've sold your house, you have 48 hours to completely move everything out. Could you do it? Could you do that? Is your house in a state where you could take one drawer and fill up a box, take another drawer, fill up a box. You're not negotiating. You're not taking a whole lot of time thinking about what you can pack, what you need to leave behind. You're just going to pack your stuff because you've already done all the purging and all the organizing. All you have to do is completely pack up your house. Not many people can do that. And I'll give you an example. And it's not because I have my house in 100% you know, shape. It's just that it, w- it was a 
a thing. Like we had to get our carpet cleaned. And so my living room and my dining room had to be completely cleared of everything. And it took me less than an hour. And that's just because I just didn't have a lot of crap and clutter in there, right? So now my bedroom, oh, hell no, that would be a lot. <laughs> but that's, uh, that may be the, the challenge I do for this month. But if you can find a room in your house to really work on it every week and get it to where it's move-in ready, or sorry, to where it's move-out ready, then you're going to have a very organized and clutter-free home. Week one, we're going to focus, just this week, we're going to focus on the visible surfaces in this room. So you're going to pick one room in your home, just one room, and only focus on this one room. And this week, we're going to declutter all the visible surfaces. All right? So if you're not in the Facebook group, you can join us at www.thehostlady.com and look for the 52-week challenge tab. And if you would like to work with me one-on-one, if you have something going on that you just need some guidance or assistance, by all means, sign up for some coaching. I will give you some free advice if I can. If you have any questions for me, by all means, you can email me at thehosslady at gmail.com. That's thehosslady at gmail.com. All right, guys, that's it for today. Um, When this podcast hits, it will be April 7th, and it will be one year from the day that my mom had her incident. And um, so April 7th is going to be a day. Um, We lost her on April 13th. And quite honestly, that's the day that me and my daughter are going to get a tattoo. So I might be crying hysterically, but not from grief, probably from pain. It's okay, though. I'm excited. All right, guys. Have an amazing day. Don't forget, we don't put things down. We put them away. So let's get to it. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to my Host Lady podcast. My name is Becky, and I cannot wait to share more ideas with you to help you get your environment and your mind to a more organized space. If you are interested in working with me one-on-one, visit my website at thehosslady.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, leave me a review and share with your friends. Until next time, let's get to it.